Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Agnes Drew, and it's day 987 since we came back on the air. What are we doing today, Agnes? Dream journals. You know, you and Dr. Clark make me tell you what I'm going to talk about before we get going. Why do you get to spring dream journals on us whenever you want? Because dreams are supposed to be weird. You're just weird for weirdness sake. Okay, I can't argue with that. Uh, So why don't you go first? Because I haven't been writing them down like you asked us to, so I'm going to have to remember one. Fine. Okay, so context. When I went to bed last night, I wasn't in the best mood. I was sad about the world we're living in. I was sad about some of the things we've been reading in Sherman's journal, about how things were in the days leading up to the big zombie uprising. And I was mad about how it was being implied that things might have gone differently if people had just believed that it was zombies instead of insisting that something like this could never happen. In fairness, none of us believed it was zombies until we actually saw some for ourselves. Yes, true, but how many people saw them and still didn't believe it? Anyway, that's not the point. The point was that I was in a bad mood when I went to sleep. And then in my dream, I found myself on a train. I don't know how I got there. I just know that the train was slowing down. And then we got to a station and we stopped. I got off and looked around. I didn't know where I was, but I liked it. Everything was clean and brightly colored. There were no houses falling apart, no ivy growing over everything, no tall grass to watch out for. Oh, wow. Dr. Clark would love this place. You know how she's always making sure people remember that fallen zombies can be hidden by the tall grass. I know. So I started walking around. I don't see any other people yet. But I see trees and stores, and near the train station, I can hear livestock being unloaded from the trains. But at the same time, it all starts to look a little weird. Like the sheep are all moving way too fast, and are all turning at the exact same place, lined up single file. There are what look like oil barrels being fired out of boxcars at speeds that can't be safe, But they're just coming out one after the other. And despite all this activity, there are still no people. Um, automation? I mean, if you're dreaming of a utopian society, I would imagine that the need for anybody to do actual work is being replaced by robotics. Maybe, but when I tell you the rest, I don't think you'll think so. Oh, okay, well, go on then. So I start walking away from the station and I see houses perfect houses, and there are cars in the driveways. I walk up to one, and it's in pristine condition. And that's when I see them. People. Just a few, at the far end of the street, standing in their driveways. I walk towards them, cautiously. In my mind, zombies are still a thing to be careful of, and I don't know who these people are, but they're just standing there. As I get closer, I call out to them, but they don't respond. Any zombie would have turned towards me by now, so I go a little faster. And when I finally reach one of them, they're just a plastic statue. Hmm. Unexpected, but intriguing. Go on. I look around at the other people and realize they're all plastic statues. 
So I keep walking, but this time I'm looking at the houses more carefully, and even though they look perfect, they also look kind of plastic to me now. I sneak over to one and peer through the window, and it's empty inside. The perfection of the outside is just a mask, a facade that covers nothing. I'm starting to panic a little now, so I start running. Up ahead, I can see an arch over Main Street with words on it. But since I'm behind it, they're backwards and I can't read it. I run and run until I get to the arch, go under it and look back. The sign reads, Plasticville. I turn and look around me and suddenly my perspective is different. I'm taller now, taller than the trees taller than the buildings, and I can see in the distance the train I was just on chugging down the tracks and disappearing into a tunnel, and everything about it looks like it's made of plastic. And then I woke up. Well, that's some dream. So it was a perfect society, but only because everything was superficial? That's what I got out of it. And I woke up in a much better mood. I kind of expected to wake up terrified from this weird nightmare, but it actually gave me hope. Plasticville was perfect, but it had no potential. Nothing interesting was ever going to happen. Sometimes things get too interesting, but I'd rather be in a world where triumph can happen over adversity than to live in one where nothing ever happened except existence. Mm, Yeah, I can see that. Okay, now I know I let that kind of go on long, and we're running out of time. But uh, you don't get to use that as an excuse. Tell me a dream you had recently, Max. I dreamed I danced with someone. I didn't know how to dance, and I told her that, and she said not to worry, that she'd teach me. And then we did a simple slow dance together, and it was the happiest I'd been in a long time, either in a dream or in life. Aw, Max, that's really sweet. I bet you were sorry to have to wake up from that one. Yeah, I was. Anyway, like you said, we're out of time for today. Um, I'll go ahead and wrap it up. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Max O'Brien and Agnes Drew. Keep dreaming, everybody, and take care of each other.